0: so grateful to be with you, so, so grateful, and I I can feel the power of our class coming towards us, the power of our joining is already active and activated, and I'm grateful for that, grateful to join together for the purpose of remembering the truth and setting ourselves free, bringing everyone along on the ride with us. So we are grateful, grateful to place our hand on our heart, grateful to open our mind and set ourselves free from all limiting thoughts and beliefs. We consciously invoke the Higher Holy Spirit Self, the Ancestors, the Ascended Masters, and all that is holy. To walk with us and talk with us, to lead us and guide us, we are so willing. So willing to remember our true identity is already perfect, whole, and complete. So willing to surrender any limited thoughts and beliefs. So grateful. So grateful. We declare that this is our time of healing. This is our time of clarity and expansion. We're dedicating ourselves to these activities of healing here and now. We are grateful and thankful to share the benefits of our healing, our expansion, our clarity with everyone because we are one with them. Deeply grateful and thankful. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Hmm. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So we're going to talk about patience today as uh, it's one of the characteristics of the teachers of God and we're applying those characteristics to our relationships, calling for healed relationships. And just before I get into that, I would like to just check in with everyone, because I imagine that you're feeling it, but you may not know that's what you're feeling. Uh, there, there's extremely intense energy uh, coming. Well, that we're we're experiencing in our human experience right now. Uh, very intense. I've been talking to uh, my prayer partners. <clears throat> who are feeling it uh in tremendous ways uh we all have different sensibilities uh but uh I had a day a week before last that just I hadn't felt an energy like that in a long time it was very uh felt very dense and uh challenging. I, I knew what it was, so I didn't take it personally. I, meaning, I I knew that it was an energetic that was part of a, a wave of healing uh, energy uh, moving through our dimension. And uh, sometimes, when we're in a deep healing phase, it can seem like a phase of crisis or difficulty, or challenge, or depression. Uh, energetic difficulties and I, I, I was discussing it with a friend who felt it quite acutely and uh, I said well I was I had a lot of activity that day so I knew the truth and I did not dwell on it and uh, it certainly didn't seem personal to me but it, it felt like uh a lot of density was coming up for healing for a lot of people. And I think we can see that generally in that many, many people are getting triggered by the events of this world. And uh, if uh, you listen to the class I did with Jimmy Twyman today in the Living, of course, Miracles series, I was just reminding everyone that when we get triggered, as you well know, because it's one of the foundations of our masterful living community is that when we get triggered, we recognize it as this is a healing opportunity. This is our answered prayer because we're interested in healing. We're interested in bringing things to the light so that they are no longer hidden. And this is what we desire. We desire to bring all the dark thoughts and everything that is an out-picturing of them to the light. So when things come up for healing, it is our answered prayer. And we can move right into gratitude for things just as they are, knowing that things as they are contain multiple gifts for us, and we are willing to receive them. So uh, when there is a any kind of an energetic that feels unpleasant. Uh, Sometimes you can get triggered by things and feel like you're starting to spiral down. When that is transpiring, uh, (coughs) you know, as it sometimes does, the way to stop the spiral is to move into gratitude for things just as they are. And that doesn't mean you want more of it. Not at all. But it's realizing that the triggering that's happening, the situations and circumstances of our life, are not to torment us or torture us, and not because we're stupid or bad or wrong, and not because people seem to have betrayed us, but because there is a divine order, and in alignment, and that things, just as they are, are perfectly designed for our learning. And there's no other way it can be. There's no other way to look at it and be in alignment with truth. Truth is the thing that will set us free. So no matter how difficult the experience is, no matter how challenging it is, We give over the managing and the coping with the situations and circumstances. We give that over to the Holy Spirit. We accept everything as divine right order for our healing. And our main focus we put on looking for the most loving choices so that we can always respond with love and not go into reaction. And this is what changes our life. This is absolutely what changes our life. And one of the best tools I know of, because I used to, um, I used to frequently experience situations where I might be going to sleep at night, falling asleep, or waking up in the morning, and feeling. Uh, that thoughts would come into my mind, uh, that I would think it and I would get triggered into feeling afraid. Thinking that uh, these thoughts were frightening me. Uh, and the thoughts were always about some kind of lack or limitation. Uh, my own lack or limitation. Beliefs about myself and feeling triggered and upset, thinking that there's something wrong with me, I'm not enough, I'm doing things wrong, that uh, there's going to be a price to pay, that I'm going to lose out. All of these kinds of thoughts of lack and limitation would pop into my head. Could be all throughout the day, could be first thing in the morning to be as I'm drifting off to sleep. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Most of us are. (laughs) It's part of our human experience. And I have learned, and it works so well, I have learned that when something like that is happening and I get triggered, and, uh, you know, for some people, and this was me, I think, oh, no, now I'm going to, start thinking these thoughts and I'll be thinking them and I won't get to sleep, I'll be thinking them and be worried and oh no, that would be my my fear and my worry come to torment me and used to be sometimes I would really get triggered into thinking about that and being worried, being afraid and having trouble falling asleep. Not that it was a big issue for me, but it's still some version of it used to happen quite frequently. And I learned a number of things that really helped me with that. So one is, and you've heard me talk about this before, but it's really to call the angels to assist, particularly Archangel Michael. Never you're afraid, if you call the angels of Mark, Archangel Michael, you'll be amazed at the results that you have. Because we think that the fear we're experiencing is because of situations and circumstances, but it's not. Because I have had uh, many challenges uh, as a leader of a worldwide ministry, that, if they had happened to me five or ten years ago, I might have been worried or afraid that i don't it doesn't even occur to me to be worried or afraid now, so our perspective changes, and we we develop faith through our practices, and so then we can recognize that we're not afraid for the reason we think. We're not upset for the reason we think. We think we're upset because we can't pay our bills. We think we're upset because of some relationship thing, but we're actually upset and afraid because of the meaning that we've made of things, not because of the way things are. So one of the best tools we have, and I've talked about this before too, is I really love the purity affirmations in your workbook. I find that they shift my vibration so quickly and so easily. And I've even simplified them even more. Uh, and I like to say simply, I am pure love or I am love. I am pure love. I am love. I am love. I am pure love the affirmation in the workbook is I am the purity of love which works just as well and really repeating these affirmations if you're having trouble falling asleep you're feeling worried and afraid all is well I am fundamentally good. I am the purity of love. I am pure love. And statements of willingness. I'm willing to know the truth about this. I'm willing to live the truth about this. The truth is the only activity of my life. I am divinely led and guided. So speaking these affirmations, so powerful. Because one of the main things it does is it takes our mind from focusing on what we don't want to what's actually true. And the truth sets us free. When there's a worry or a fear trigger, The ego mind is tempted to go into managing and coping with it, trying to figure it out, trying to understand it. But these are not helpful. They're not helpful because when we're trying to understand it, we're trying to figure it out, we're making it more real. We're giving it more power. When we turn away from it and say everything works together for good, all things are lessons God would have me learn. I am the happy learner. I am pure love. I am the purity of love. I am willing to have a healing. I am divinely led and guided. Everything in my life works together for good. When we turn away from trying to understand it or figure it out, and we simply open ourselves to remembering the truth. It's amazing how divine insight, wisdom, inspiration comes into our awareness. And we didn't waste any time managing and coping or figuring things out or trying to understand them. Now we do understand. One second, I dropped the phone. There we go. Sorry about that. And it's repeating these kinds of healing experiences, taking right action, giving it up to the higher Holy Spirit itself, and repeating and repeating and repeating that we discover how God really works. It's what I call proving God, proving God. I take a sip of my tea here. I was burning a candle that kind of bothered my whole being, and I finally figured out, oh, that's what's irritating me. I have a, sometimes I have a reaction to a candle, and yet I love candles. Yeah, it's really interesting, especially if you're in a relationship situation where your people are upset, they're angry, they're irritated and frustrated. and Even if you're not, but other people are around you, you can call upon the Holy Spirit and just say, lead me and guide me to the highest and best. I am willing to be a healing presence in my life in this relationship, in all my relationships. And it's quite remarkable how just the right thing will come. Like it says in the Truly Helpful Prayer, I'm here only to be truly helpful. And I don't have to wonder or worry about what to say or what to do or where to go because the one who sent me will guide me. And it works, and it's so valuable for us to prove it so that we know it and we are living it. And that is taking our trust, which is the number one characteristic of God's teachers, and investing the trust in love. In every moment, we're trusting in something. So we can trust in the ego or we can trust in love. And we know by the quality of our experience, whether it helps us to feel more relaxed, more safe, or more agitated or more upset, we know by the quality of how we feel whether or not we're placing our trust in ego or spirit. And even if we've been trusting in ego all day long and it seems like we've made a mess of things, we can turn on a dime, as they say, and say, okay, Holy Spirit, I finally remembered to call upon you. So I'm turning it all over to you now. Clearly, I was not in my right mind. Everything that's happening right now, shows that to me, but I do not have to feel guilty or ashamed for not having turned to you sooner, I'm grateful that I remembered to turn to you now, and so I'm giving you the heavy lifting to show me the highest and best, most loving choices, and to be a beneficial loving presence in my life. Lead me and guide me. I am willing. Yes, yes, yes. For those of you who have uh, Patricia Cotarobo's book, I encourage you to work with her prayers, the Violet Flame Prayers. I have found them to be extremely helpful, extremely powerful. And we'll be talking about that as soon as we get through these uh, characteristics of teachers of God. And we're coming up to the last two months of the year. Which always seem to go very quickly because there's a lot of activity. So, we have one more class in October on Halloween. And it's a good time for taking stock. And uh, you can always ask me any question that you like. Is there anything in particular that you'd like me to cover? Just ask me. All right, so let me just see. Does anybody have anything right now before we move into the uh, teachers of God characteristics, starting with patience tonight? Start 2 to raise your hand if you have anything right now. Yeah, I'm getting to say it one more time. Truly, truly, test it out if you ever feel worried or afraid. I am pure love. I am pure love. I am pure love. Calling upon the angels, particularly Archangel Michael, and you can always call upon, of course, all the Ascended Masters, Jesus, Buddha, Mother Mary, the Ancestors, all the archangels. It's an act of self-love, not to suffer with fearful thoughts. And it's so valuable to prove it for yourself that it really shifts your vibration and makes a difference. You'd be surprised. Moving into gratitude, as I've taught so many times, going into gratitude, whenever you get triggered, it lifts our vibration so we can hear and see and feel and know more clearly what the truth is. All right, so we're looking at the characteristic of patience. It's my page 15 in the manual for teachers. Those who are certain of the outcome can afford to wait and wait without anxiety. Those who are certain of the outcome can afford to wait and wait without So certain of the outcome in every situation. And and what this also speaks to is that same thing in uh, the Lesson 135, paragraph 18, where it says, What could you not accept if you but knew that everything that happens, all events, past, present, and to come are gently planned by one whose only purpose is your good. So if we're paying attention, we recognize that we can know that the outcome is for our good. In in this Manual for Teachers and the Development of Trust, section in paragraph four, it says, it takes great learning to understand that all things, events, encounters, and circumstances are helpful. So everything works together for good. Everything is helpful to us. All things are lessons God would have me learn. So how could we not have patience? The goodness is assured. The learning is assured. The benefits to everything are assured. So how could we not have patience? What do we have to be thinking to be lacking in patience? So I'm going to invite you to just consider a situation, maybe it's a recurring situation, but a situation where you have not had patience, did not have patience, currently not having patience, feeling impatient. Just consider that and look at what are the beliefs, what are the thoughts that are the cause of the impatience. What are the kinds of thoughts? What are the actual thoughts and beliefs that are in your awareness that you are believing that cause you to feel impatient? And I'm going to invite you, if you can identify something and would like to share to raise your hand with the star 2 and share. Alexa's raising her hand. Hey
1: Alexa. Hi Jennifer. Hi. How are you? <laughs> hey. Um I have noticed that I've been feeling a little impatient about I think my awakening um just kind of the process of this spiritual awakening I start to feel the feelings I guess now that you say that it's it's almost maybe um you know uh falling behind or not kind of um advancing where I've had moments of like kind of it seeming like really big advancements and then kind of lows it's almost seems like there's this spiritual impatience,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm certainly familiar with that, and so that spiritual impatience I'm so glad you brought this up, Alexa, so that
1: spiritual impatience
0: what what are some of the thoughts that are generating that?
1: Hmm. um, I think sometimes. Hearing other, and I know not to compare, but just hearing other um, um, people's experiences or certain, you know, moments of, of really deep downloads or, you know, kind of divine guidance or really being tuned in sometimes, um, I feel, you know, wh- why am I not having those or how, how is it that I can possibly, you know, I, I must not be adept enough to tune into it all the time. Um Yeah, I guess kind of feelings of of just yeah, like um, just not being connected enough, so not feeling like I'm adequately doing something, or you know, even though I I do I do a lot of the tools that you've given us, which I absolutely love, and many others I've picked up along from other teachers, and um, and I and I really enjoy being with um the course um every day, but yeah, sometimes I feel more connected than other times, and and i and i i guess yeah i feel what am i doing wrong you know like maybe there's some kind of some kind of lack really i guess something that i'm not doing correctly that i'm not always feeling so completely tuned in
0: right so what i'm hearing is you're judging yourself and your experience
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, no, that's you know, and this is what's coming up for healing. So now I think you're gonna love this, Alexa. So what is it that prevents our awakening?
1: Um uh, <laughs> it's the Judgment, it's the judgment. judgment yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
0: what pollutes our mind if you will. That's what creates the distraction. And the distortion, and mm-hmm. it weighs us down. It tethers us to the density. So, mm-hmm. by your willingness to give up the judgments about your spiritual awakening, you will speed up your awakening.
1: Mm. Yeah. I can feel that. That resonates for sure. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that was one of the things I I learned was to stop. um, It's kind of like imagine that you're a farmer and you've planted a crop (laughs) and you go out there and you dig up the seeds and look and see how they're doing and you go, oh, you're not growing very fast. This is not working very well. This should be. This could be a whole lot better. Other farmers are doing much better. Other farmers have crops that are doing better. Do you hear me? Be <laughs> doing better. Come on, let's get with it here. What's going to be the effect of uh, of that? Those kinds of statements. Well, because thought produces forms. If we're looking at something and saying "Not good enough, too slow uh, et etc," it's just going to impede the the progress in the healing mhm it's like um you live in uh, you live in l a area and When I lived there, I used to go to Trader Joe's, the grocery store. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love Trader Joe's. And they have one here in Maine, and so I I stopped there on the way to my family's house, and I bought this beautiful orchid. And I used to have so many uh, orchids, purple orchids, in my house in L.A. And um, people would come in, and they'd say, Wow, this orchid is so beautiful. Is this the same one that was here three months ago? And I say, yeah, yeah, it's the same one. And they're like, oh, it, was, it looks like it, you know, hasn't aged a day in all the blooms. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they they really love it here. They they last a long time, and then they come back again next year. And it, it's we're happy, these orchids and me. We're happy here, and. um people would say gosh you know i can't get an orchid to last a week and you're getting them to last months huh what are you doing and and i and i just say well i just i look at them every day and i give thanks for them and tell them how beautiful they are and how much i appreciate them and they're doing such a good job being beautiful and magnificent (laughs) and i'm grateful and uh yeah so they're they get they they have there's no thought about them that's destructive or limiting. And so they last and last and last. And so that's I think this beautiful teaching on patience is if you're certain of the outcome, can't you just enjoy the journey? Do you have to judge it?
1: <laughs> Yeah. I'm learning that. <laughs> hmm
0: Yeah. One time I was
1: counseling
0: someone who uh, had had a bad, we could say bad, it was an upsetting, uh, deeply upsetting relationship breakup. And uh, they came to me for counseling over it. And I could feel that Th- that relationship would either have a healing or some other uh, more fulfilling relationship would come along. Uh But hmm. either way, it was a win-win. I could feel it. It was a very strong feeling for me. And so I said to this person, what if I could tell you that nine or ten months from now, or what, whatever, you know, whatever the date was. But let's say, you know, or a year from now, FedEx was going to deliver the perfect relationship for you. That it was, that the shipment had already left the building. It was on its way to you. It's, just, it's not going to be delivered for a year, but it's already in transit. It's guaranteed delivery and approximately this date. If you knew it, how would you spend your time now? <laughs> and they said, well, gosh, I guess I wouldn't be worried and upset and afraid if I knew it. I said, right, exactly. Exactly. So why not know it? Mm. Why, why not allow ourselves to know that that which we desire will not be withheld from us. Why would it? Why would would the universe withhold from us? It's we withhold from ourselves. course, Miracles says that the cause of depression is feeling that you're deprived of something you want, but no mm-hmm. one can deprive you of anything but yourself. Why would we deprive ourselves of what we want? Because we have a conflict. We have a conflict. We say we want the peace of God, but in this moment, I'd rather complain. I say I want the peace of God, but in this moment, I'd rather hold on to my resentment. So, I'm so glad that you're talking about this, because this is one of the most common things for spiritual students is, They judge their progress. (laughs) And that judgment slows down their progress. So why would you wish to slow down your spiritual progress?
1: Don't. (laughs) Don't want to do that.
0: Right. But, you know, that's what all self-sabotage and self-medication is, self-sabotage. That's what all Mm -hmm. of it is about. So why would we wish to slow down our mm. search progress?
1: Yeah. I love the way you put that. That's perfect. <laughs> it makes mm-hmm. it obvious not to want to do that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Myself. The dogs agree too. <laughs> mhm.
0: It's the ego. It's the ego trying to slow down our spiritual progress because our spiritual progress is the dissolution of the ego, the dissolving of the ego. So the ego is just grasping for straws. If we can be aware of what's going on, and say oh there you are ego trying to slow down my spiritual growth i get that you feel afraid cuz there is a fear that if we awaken and we progress on the spiritual path that we won't be ourselves anymore and we've we've made this creation of this personality and it's our little deity our little God and we love it because we made it so we keep it going and that's why the teaching of Course in Miracles is to recognize that's not who I am that's not who I am I may have become identified with it, but it's still not who I am. That I am unlimited. Yeah, so just being, in a sense, mindful or respectful that when there's self-sabotage and slowing down the growth, to be able to, rather than ignore what's going on or judge what's going on to say what it is we'd really like. Okay, I'm noticing I'm self-sabotaging, I'm procrastinating I'm avoiding It's all for delaying my spiritual awakening and that's really not what I'm interested in So whatever the resistance and reluctance is about whatever that fear is I'm giving the holy spirit to heavy lifting I'm willing to have a healing so powerful because then we're not <clears throat> we're not running away We're not pretending. We're not fantasizing. We're seeing things as they are. And declaring what we'd like, and that is invoking the power of God to fulfill it. Yeah. So thank you, Alexa. Does that bring up any other
1: questions for you? no that was perfect thank you so much that was was exactly what i was kind of starting to feel and about the i love that you even brought up the procrastination part of the self-sabotage because yeah sometimes it's kind of um I, i can sense that when it feels like you know when it's you know my spiritual practice may become a little lax or you know it's like oh well everything's going okay so you know it kind of doesn't feel like i need to be as deep into it um mm-hmm. which which is fine i understand you know to let it flow but <clears throat> also to not just kind of release it <laughs> completely mm-hmm. because it is a it could be a slow a little slow burn where it's like oh gosh i just realized i got way off track here <laughs> and really mm-hmm. procrastinate you know and um and so that that helps to recognize it and to really go oh wait a minute i see what's happening you know, I, I've been slowly, and I, and I love this about this whole year and the mindfulness. I've really felt myself coming into catching myself, um, catching when the ego slips in a lot quicker. And it's really kind of switched within this last month or so. Um, it's just kind of, it, it, I'm, I might not be having these deep spiritual moments, but I've also been very quick to catch any time I'm starting to have those, those little thoughts creep in. So, um, so, yeah, that that helps to kind of see that too, just even that part, like as in procrastination though that resistance or reluctance. So, yeah, thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you. And yeah, that's the thing is, is we're heading towards the end of the year. That's when more people start to really see, okay, yep, my family is shifting. Uh, all these things are shifting and... Uh, it's it's interesting too how um when i do the one-on-one conversations with folks how uh, oftentimes as as we get towards the end of the year and at the end of the year that they they realize through our conversation oh this shifted and that shifted and oh my gosh i didn't even notice this or that and um because of the consistency of shifting the mind and shifting the mind we can even lose perspective on how much healing we are having yeah thank you for bringing all that up Alexa
1: joy thank you
0: Mm mm-hmm I'll mention, too, that I'm going to put some more one-on-one appointments on the calendar as I know some people um, haven't uh, been able to um, line up with my calendar um, from the last go-round. We do um, three of these a year, and then uh, in December we'll be closing out the year. Uh, and doing one more, and um, I do look forward to those appointments. I really enjoy them. I um, I really, really do. So I look forward to that. Patience. Those who are certain of the outcome can afford to wait and wait without anxiety. Patience is natural to the teacher of God. All he sees. Is certain outcome at a time perhaps unknown to him as yet, but not in doubt. The time will be as right as the ans- as is the answer, and this is true for everything that happens now or in the future, the past as well. Held no mistakes, nothing that did not serve to benefit the world as well as him to whom it seemed to happen. Perhaps it was not understood at the time. Even so, the teacher of God is willing to reconsider all his past decisions if they are causing pain to anyone. Patience is natural to those who trust. Some of the ultimate interpretation, excuse me, sure of the ultimate interpretation of all things In time, no outcome already seen or yet to come can cause them fear. The time will be as right as the answer. So sometimes we become impatient. We want to hurry things up and certainly this is something I, I really, I do work with because I, I like to make decisions and move things forward and, uh, working with a whole team of people, uh, sometimes it can feel to me like one person's holding up the rest of the team and I can feel impatient. I definitely am familiar with that. So then it's for me to say, wait a minute. What am I really feeling impatient about? What is the real cause of the impatience here and it's 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 invariably it's me thinking that somehow faster is better, and that I know, but there are many times many many times when I can feel no nope, no. Nope, Wait on that. Let that wait. Let that percolate. Don't return that call now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. I love the, um, I think it was St. Augustine who said, the reward of patience is patience. Patience is natural to those who trust. So cultivating that trust, that faith in spirit, brings us to patience. I invite you, whenever you feel impatient, to recognize you're in judgment in some way, and you can have a permanent and lasting healing, not just in this moment for this particular thing, but for these kinds of things in the future because i used to feel a tremendous impatience and irritation and frustration that i don't feel very often anymore but i used to feel it all day every day and to be able to offload all that irritation and frustration is so wonderful it's so wonderful Such, so many better uses of my time and energy than thinking things should be different. There is a divine timing and we can align with it and have faith in it that all things are working together for good. There are no exceptions so now let's apply this to our relationships because one of the places we can really get caught with being impatient is in waiting on our loved ones we can really get caught waiting on our loved ones I wonder if anybody has an example that they'd like to talk about if so, star two to raise your hand. In our relationships, it can be very easy to pe- think that people should move at a different pace. Some of you may have thought about or learned about or studied about uh, animal totems and uh, there's some wonderful tools, books you can read on animal spirit medicine and so I certainly know that we each have spirit animal totems and this is something I've talked about in mass Living in years past and people have become very intrigued about and interested in discovering their own animal spirit medicine. What are the animal spirits that they're related to? So you can think of this as another archetype or pattern that we're working with for our self-expression. So there's our astrology and our numerology There's our gender and our race and our nationality and our sexuality and our sex and so many different ways that we can express and come to know ourselves and understand the unity of all life through cultivating a diversity of friends and relations. And so, for me, I realized some years back that my animal spirit medicine is the hawk. And so the hawk is the messenger, and the hawk has the ability to see the little mouse on the ground from hundreds of feet in the air at the same time that it it can see the wide expanse and the vista. And that's really... Both of those skills are important to me as the leader of a ministry. So the messenger, and you have the detailed view and the long view. So, But I can tell you that I tuned in and I got a message and insight that Hawk was my animal spirit totem. And then I found out what the hawk represented. And so I think it's worth tuning in. I'm just asking that question what is my animal spirit medicine? We all carry medicine, meaning our expression in this world is a medicine for this world. And we all have that. And we can bring great benefit through recognizing it and working with it. So hmm. I coming back to patients uh one of my best friends, her animal spirit medicine is the turtle. So the hawk and the turtle. And when we first became friends, we had some challenges understanding each other. And we have a third friend who understands us both perfectly. Perfectly. Unbelievably perfectly. And she completely understands our difficulties in understanding each other. And she, she, she would, in a sense, help us to understand each other and ourselves. Very wise woman. And uh, but, isn't it interesting that we're attracted, turtle and the hawk? But it's so helpful in our relationship. It's so helpful that we are these not quite opposites but very different creatures, in a sense, and yet together we can cover so much. Together we can cover so much. If we were identical, we wouldn't cover as much. So, because she's the turtle and I'm the hawk, I'm the one that had to learn this patience. I can't push the turtle. I love my friend. I cannot push her. That's not helpful. It's not loving. It's not respectful. Sometimes I can nudge her and I can encourage her, but to push her is not loving. It's not respectful. And it does not work for her at all for me to push her. And so patience in relationship can bring tremendous benefit. Tremendous benefit. One of the things that I've learned just navigating life is to, uh, when, when I get on, uh, those conversations with tech support and customer support on the phone, and they'll say, um, I need to put you on a brief hold. Uh, or I'm going to put you on a, a a hold for here for a moment. And I've trained myself to say, take your time. Even if I feel like I'm in a hurry, I say, take your time. And the reason I say, take your time, is to me, it feels like a loving and respectful Gesture. I I know that on tech support and customer service support they're getting a lot of people who are in a hurry. And these calls can seem like they take up a, a lot of time. A lot of people are calling on their lunch hour, and so they're eating up their whole lunch hour. And um people can feel very impatient. So What I aspire to is when I'm the one getting customer support that I'm very patient and generous and kind regardless of how things are going. I'm not always successful, I'll be honest with you, but that is what I aspire to, and it builds my loving heart. It's my gift, and I can feel a lot of the time, and even when it's in person in a store, that when I say, take your time, that they're grateful that I'm not pressing them and pressing them. Because imagine if you have 50 conversations in a day with different customers, and they're all in a hurry, and they're all impatient. Wouldn't that become so wearisome? But if We can just be loving and appreciative and patient. It can be so helpful and healing. It gives them a break. Oh, they can interact with a a fellow human being who isn't in a hurry. And Carla's raising her hand here. I'm going to call you Carla. Hey, Carla. You were going to share? (coughs) Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Um.
2: So I thought maybe yeah, <laughs> my thing hadn't worked, that but that's okay. Um. So I want to talk about a, a, a family, but I want to talk about it in the the positive aspect. I don't need help or uh, whatever. I just uh, want to say that. I've been working with issues around my family thoughts actually not issues 'cause it's my thinking that I've been working with, and I really didn't work with it for a long time, but i have been more diligent lately and um I just wanted to let people know or whatever that it it does um shift you know if you're it doesn't seem like it didn't seem like anything was shifting, even though I was, you know, trying to stay, um, whatever positive or seeing the light in them, no matter what, uh, they appeared to be doing or saying, and, um, and uh, I just, um, Uh, just today I got a, a card from my mother who never has... She can't dialogue in conversation. She
3: <laughs> uh,
2: is totally in... Uh, seems like to me that um, oftentimes she is just runs over my, my communication, my talk. She just keeps going with what she's thinking about, right? And I just... Um, it's just this starting the shift, and it's not really a dialogue. Um, but I let go of my meaning of the uh, that I wanted something different, and that um, I just started to accept her as she is and love her as she is. And I just get this card out of the blue that says stuff a couple several things, and I'm like amazed, you know. And, um, I just you know, especially it's getting toward the end of the year. It, in the first year, I was like, I probably didn't do a whole lot of work. But, and it, I was really hoping for more more of a shift. And uh it doesn't have to take, <laughs> I am the turtle as well. Um, so it doesn't have to take this long. But, um, I just want to say that, um, Listening to you often um it really is helpful, even though you know I love the repetition and the repeated stuff because it I don't hear it. I think I hear it but the more I hear it, the more deeper it goes, and so um I don't know, I just want to say that you know I'm grateful, and um it's 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 happened
0: yes 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 that's it I'm grateful it's happening Mhm. hmm mm-hmm. and we don't know what anything is for we just don't because you know Carla I've seen in so many of my relationships that there are moments that seem oh this is not good. Oh, this is, oh, this is so not good. This is really, oh, this is the opposite of what I'd like. Oh, no, oh, no. And um, I've had those situations in my relationships where it's not even my relating to my loved ones. It's their relating to each other that seems to be off the Mm -hmm. rail and in the dumper and um and me being able to say oh this is everything is working together for good here oh how else could it be it can't be any other way everything is working together for good here and i i'm holding that high watch knowing it knowing it knowing it knowing it i will not be deceived by the appearances it's a progressive universe love is all that we are love is what is transpiring love is in charge the love of god can never fail the light can never fail the light is what they are the light is what i am this is all that's transpiring there is nothing else and my willingness to hold that my desire to hold it brings it about mhm mhm and i i don't know if this is helpful but
2: sometimes i I start with things that aren't so challenging as family, and so I started driving down the street and I'd see like someone who <laughs> looks like a street person i I don't know i just that's the meaning I give it, and he's drinking a like a bottle of wine or something, and I just started practicing with people I didn't even know that I had this mean little meaning that I would see in my mind. And and so I started practicing with them because I had no attachment to them, right? And I just started practicing and practicing. I just driving down the street when I go to the store every day and just started noticing all those little thoughts that come up about people I don't even know. And I practiced with them. And that feels like, to me, that was very helpful, because when it went, then I started, it's like a muscle. You've talked about this before, right? To, if you want to get stronger, you exercise the muscle, right? And that's what I was doing. I was exercising that muscle that I want to do around my family, but it's challenging for me to do, and so I just exercised it with people who weren't quite so challenging, and it's happening with my family now
0: yes 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 this is such a perfect segue for us Uh, i'm really glad that you're sharing this carla it's very helpful to everyone because it can be tempting to say oh my god things are never going to change but they are changing they are changing, and if we look more carefully, we can see that our practice is yielding results, and things are changing and uh thank you, thank you for sharing that <clears throat> very encouraging
2: thank you for taking my call
3: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I have I had internet challenges for three days. Here seems to be coming back. Um, so we're we're about at time here, but I I would like to share uh, one more thing. Uh, as we are coming to the end of the year, as I was saying before, we're coming to the holidays. And uh in the United States we have the Thanksgiving holiday, which is the biggest family holiday of the year for uh Americans, most Americans, many Americans, uh, on average, and What I encourage you to do is to get clear about the vision of love for your family that you desire and to begin a divine experiment for your family for your holidays and begin to actively, if you're not already, actively holding this high watch for more loving experiences, not just for you, but for all your family members. And because the tendency is this, I know I, golly gee, I knew this, this was my pattern, was I, and I, I was talking about this yesterday in the Living, of course, in Miracles class, that my pattern was very much to say, uh, you go first. Yeah, you, you've got to display some love, some affection, some respect for me, and then I'll show you mine. But uh, you you have to go first. I I'm not going to lay myself out there, and then you don't reciprocate. I'm not going to take that chance. So you have to go first. And whenever there was an offense, whenever there was upset, Oh, you've got to go first. You've got to prove to me that you're worth it. And that was the chip on my shoulder. That was my pattern of separation, to keep people separate, trying to control them and manipulate them, and not having to be the one who loves or the one who has patience, the one who is extending love. Nope, let somebody else do that. Once you show me that you're safe, that you love me, that you care, then I will reciprocate. But not till then. But one of the things I learned through my spiritual studies and particularly through the teachings of A Course in Miracles and the power of forgiveness really, uh, which is what led me to A Course in Miracles is that um, realization that powerful realization of forgiveness as being the the number one spiritual practice and that forgiveness is non-judgment. So I started to realize, oh, gosh, you know, going back to what Alexa was saying, I, I can move through a lot of things a whole lot faster if I take responsibility for everything I see and if I forgive everything, and when uh, I've taken offense and my friend or whomever has taken offense and uh, I'm feeling bad about how things are and wishing they were different, then I can go, oh, wait a minute. Well, here I am wishing they'd be different, wishing they'd be more loving, more open, more kind, more generous, more patient, all these characteristics of the teachers of god i'd like to be experiencing all of them all the time particularly in this relationship well i can go first so if i'd like to experience more patience let me go first and be patient i'd like to experience more gentleness well i can go first i'd like to experience more trust and faith oh i can go first I'd like to experience more joy. Well, I can go first. And so I started to go first. Where someone else in my family, let's say, or one of my friends might be annoyed or frustrated or offended. I can say, oh, hey, I'd like to just own the fact that I did this or said that and I apologize. It wasn't very helpful. I wish I could take it back or do it over, and uh, I hope that you will forgive me. And so we can do that as we're moving things forward. We don't have to wait for anyone, and the energy release that it brings, it feels so good. Mm -hmm. All right, so as we're moving towards the holidays, to take real and total responsibility for our families is deeply healing. And there's plenty of time to have some miraculous healing between now and the end of the year and now and Thanksgiving So I'm inviting you to do that divine experiment now. And one of the things is to really look at where you might be pushing your friends, your loved ones. And maybe they're not the type that likes to be pushed. And some of us, we like to be pushed in some ways at some times and not to be pushed at other times. It can shift and change. So being respectful of that is really helpful, really helpful to us all. Like my friend is the turtle and I'm the hawk. Being respectful of where they are and not forcing them to meet my standards. That's the loving thing, always the loving thing. the reward of patience is patience. I love that. Well, thank you. I can feel the richness of this dialogue. So grateful to close us out here with a prayer. And... Let me check here and see if anybody's written in any questions. You can still write in questions there if you're listening to the webcast. And so we will have a class on Halloween, in case you're wondering. We will have a class on Halloween. You come to class in costume, please. (laughs) Uh, mm. All right, so let's take this breath of love and gratitude. So grateful and so thankful for the power and the presence of love living through us, living as us. So grateful and so thankful to open our hearts and minds to infinite love, divine possibility, the highest and best. We are grateful and thankful to invoke the violet flame into our mind, into our awareness. Grateful and thankful to invoke the angels to walk with us and talk with us. Grateful and thankful to surrender everything that is false, And to take a stand for that which is true and that which is real. We are grateful and thankful to open ourselves to this healing that we are calling for. We are receptive to it. We are available for it. We share the benefits with all beings because we are one with them. And in gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Amen Yes Alright, so I am going to Play a song here And It is Where did it go? Oh, where did it go? <laughs> One moment There it is. Uh, It's called Thank You. It's a beautiful, beautiful song of gratitude that shifts the energy uh, so noticeably. Our gratitude, again, makes makes it possible for us to hear and know and feel and see more clearly the truth that sets us free. God bless you. I love you. And thank you.